Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Chris Singletary, National Analyst, for 24-7 Sports. It is Wednesday, October 5th, and we're here to bring you another mid-season progress report from a recruiting perspective. This time, Chris, we're taking a look at the Big 12. But before we get there, I want to ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Excited to uh, to be joining you and uh, talk a little bit 12 football, a little bit 12 recruiting. Yeah, it, you know, you live in, in a potential future Big 12 city, and, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, I hear they're open right. for business. But this this conference, I think we're, we're, we're seeing the, the beginning of what could be a really fascinating landscape, right, with Texas on no the way question. out, with Oklahoma on the way out. There is some jostling there at the top. But let's begin with our first category, who is passing – with flying colors right now at this point uh, in the recruiting cycle with about three months to go into the early signing period. I think you have to talk about Oklahoma and, and Texas. You know, they had the Red River rivalry, I believe, believe is going to be played this weekend. Uh, obviously, it'll be a huge game in terms of recruiting ramifications. Um, you talk about Texas with Arsh Manning and and John Tate Cook and, you know, those guys who they've already gotten in the boat early. I really like where they're going with that. Also with Derek Williams, the safety. And then with Oklahoma, uh, had an opportunity to see Jackson Arnold at the Elite 11. Also uh, has watched him uh, play this year. Really love what he brings from a skill set perspective, how he fits, what they want to do offensively. Uh, you know, when you watch Dylan Gabriel, you see a lot of the, the same tools and traits that are fit. Um, you know, what uh, Jeff Levy wants to do. And then uh, I love Adepoji, Adewari, the, the defensive lineman, the edge rusher from Kansas City. I'm a big fan of his. And uh, I'm excited how they'll be able to develop him to fit that 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 scheme that they use, um, you know, coming from Clemson, knowing how they utilize those pass rushers. So I think, you know, he's going to be an excellent fit uh, for them as well. So I think Texas and Oklahoma are really the two that are leading the way. Yeah, Texas number five right now nationally, Oklahoma right behind them at number six. So those would be the, the two schools right now spearheading the Big 12 Conference team recruiting rankings. And then after that, it's a free-for-all, Chris. You've got <laughs> Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, those three other Texas schools really jostling there for position. And I think they're all, I think, understanding this, this is an opportunity. There's a window here to oh, yes. potentially take a program to the next level. Let's move on to the to the next category. 
who has shown great effort? Who have you liked in particular in the, in this recruiting cycle? I think Texas Tech. I mean, you know, with, with, with Coach McGuire just getting down there to Lubbock, um, the fan base, you know, they yell, wreck them and how excited they are. But him being a high school coach, him understanding their, that state of Texas coming from Baylor, you can see that he really tapped into his relationships and uh, it paid big dividends early on for them in terms of the uptick in recruiting. I mean, to, for them to be in the top half uh, of the conference right now is something that hasn't happened in, in recent memory. Then you couple that with, you know, the victory over Texas. So now they have some positive momentum. Um, you know, so I think, you know, when you talk about Texas taking the Red Raider effect, that's the one that's really, uh, you know, in this category is really doing, you know, lights out for me. Yeah. And if you haven't watched what, what coach McGuire said after that Texas game in the locker room to his team saying that the big 12 doesn't run through Texas. It runs through Texas tech and, and that beating Texas is not a big deal. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, but I think it was really significant, right? Because I think that's a recruiting pitch that he can use. This is a, a hype video. This is a hype video that they're going to be able to send out to in-state recruits because there's going to be so many up for grabs now with Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC and, and, and due time, there's going to be an opportunity for tech and, and for some of these other schools that we mentioned, the Baylors, the TCUs, you know, e even mm -hmm. the Oklahoma States of the world that are rising on the field and, and have a really attractive product in terms of their performance and, and how they play. But then you couple that with the recruiting effort, right? The energy of, of a Correct. coach like McGuire or the, the you know, the, the savvy of a coach like Dave Aranda at Baylor. There, there's yes. so many different yes. layers here with, with with these coaches that are giving an opportunity to to really take these programs up, up, up a notch. Correct. Correct. And so when you're looking at that momentum at these places, and I think the other part is understanding who you are from a school, understanding truly what you want to do offensively and defensively. And not necessarily worry about uh, the name of the prospect, but more so the fit and getting the right guys. And I think what you know, the, you know, Texas Tech has definitely identified that. And guys see the opportunity uh, to play early, you know, to compete early, and and it's paying quick dividends. Yeah, so let's move on to our next category, needs improvement. This is something that you would see on the progress report, Steve, or uh, not Steve, Chris. Uh, <laughs> my, my bad. Uh, it's you know, all good. This is something that you would see on the progress report where – um, you know, you, you kind of get a sense of, okay, I, I haven't really worked as hard as I could, or maybe I haven't met my expectations from a grade standpoint. Uh, who would fit that category for you? To be honest, I it, I couldn't find one. It's more so okay. based off you're, the you're 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 that you're the substitute teacher that's giving everyone B pluses then. I like it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because a lot of it, too, will be tied to, to wins and losses. You know, I think Iowa State as a school, people would say always, well, they, they don't recruit at a high level. But what they have done is a tremendous job of evaluating guys, like I just spoke about earlier, that really fit what they do. You know, and so and then they, they're comfortable with getting those guys and developing that talent. Um I guess the one school you would say, but I I, I know what they're going to do. They're going to come late. It's kind of like Iowa State. Um, it, it's Oklahoma State. But, you know, I really like how Zane Flores is playing this year. Um, you know, I like uh, Jelani. And so, again, Oklahoma State, they just do what they do. And at the end of the day, they're going to win their amount of games every year. And you're just like, 
you know, the, the couple, but they did a great job of evaluation. It's the same thing when you're looking at, for us, when we're looking at our rankings, they just do a tremendous job of evaluating and finding the fit. So I can't say there's somebody who's doing bad in terms of that instance. I, I feel like this is more of a category where you look at a, a program that maybe isn't meeting some of those expectations that maybe you would come to to have for a school like Iowa State, right? Let's let's touch on them because uh, with Coach Matt Campbell mm -hmm. being in, in those coaching carousel rumors year after year, and he's on a hot board here, he's on a hot board there. Yeah. For one moment, he was going to USC, and I wonder – how much that affects their ability to go after the big name recruit. We know they're going to be able to, to scout out and evaluate some mm -hmm. long-term projects, right? Guys that they're going to be able to develop some right. high upside right. frames, players like that, right? They have 19 commitments right now in this 2023 cycle, 18 of them are three stars. So they've only got mm -hmm. one four star. They, they got one headliner in this group, but I wonder would they have more headliners if Matt Campbell wasn't such a hot name every year? The only reason I would say it doesn't matter is because he's been a hot name so many years and he stayed that it, kids now is like, oh, we know Coach Campbell's going to be in the coaching carousel. But he's obviously from a, a longevity, a consistency standpoint, has stayed. So I think the, the worry has worn off of hearing his name in those circles because he stayed at Kent, I mean at, at Iowa State. If this was something that was new, maybe year one or year two, I think it would have that effect. You know, they have uh, J.J. Cole, the quarterback, had a chance. We watched him at the Elite 11. Uh, and so I think that's for them is being able to hit on that position and then supplement that with the right skill guys from a receiver, offensive line. The key for them, though, I will say this, can you get lightning in a bottle and find another running back Obviously, probably not to the level of Brees Hall in terms of overall production, but can you get somebody that's like 65, 75% of him? So I think when you look at them, that's going to be the question. Can you find that guy? Because they need that kind of player at running back to really uh, make that offense go. Yeah, and that, and that's potentially, if you can't find that in the high school ranks, and we've seen running back and the stock in running backs fall and tumble over the last few years, I don't think mm -hmm. it's a position that's as emphasized at the high school level. Maybe you go into the transfer portal, Chris, right. and you go after right. a guy that's maybe already proven or maybe a second back somewhere that understands, right. hey, my value at Iowa State's going to go way up. Uh, look right. what they just did with with a Brees Hall, right? So uh, really fascinating look uh, there with Iowa State and and where they fall ahead of of, of, of Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12. We're going to continue our conversation, Big 12 midseason progress report. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Chris Singletary, national analyst at 247sports.com. Also played at Michigan, has been in a number of recruiting offices. So he's, he gives you a lot of different perspectives here. And Chris, when you were in some of those recruiting offices, when you were looking at at how a, maybe a program was shaping up around mm-hmm. this time, right? In, in early October, heading into a signing day, whether that right. was early signing day or, or the traditional signing day in February, was there a level of reshuffling the board ever where you're like, okay, we need to attack this position or we just need to go all hands on deck on, on getting a quarterback? Like, was there ever a moment where... It, it, it gets crazy, right? It's it's yes. it, there's there's so many moving parts in a recruiting cycle. You've got so many conversations. You've got guys, you know, varying on on a board. But was there ever a moment where you're able to kind of take a step back and and refresh and reassess where you oh, are right. and what you need to change? Yes, as you get to the midpoint of the of the of the collegiate season, one you're looking at how you guys are playing, and so depending on how your team is playing. And you might have guys that are now playing very well that you know won't be coming back. And so, no, that's going to affect your numbers overall and depth at a certain position. So now you're looking at the board and say, okay, hey, we see that this offensive tackle or these receivers are playing well and they might end up leaving. We need to add more names to the board. So that's one thing. The other part, too, is guys that you wanted to evaluate coming out of the summer, you want to now track to see how they're playing. You almost want to see, okay, these guys have now answered whatever questions that we ha- we may have as a staff, and now we're ready to move forward and offer. And really, or if we've already offered, now we want to turn up the heat. We want to uh, yeah. uh, really become more aggressive in their recruitment in terms of contacts, conversations, uh, getting them on campus for unofficial visits, maybe even setting an official visit. And then the other part is too, if we didn't close out uh, coming out of the spring and the summer. Uh, from a standpoint of numbers wise at certain positions in terms of being able to address that need and that number say we wanted to take four D linemen and we only had one. Now you're really okay. If guys have fallen off the board, committed other places, now you're going to say, okay, where are we, where's our next tier guys? And then also in this day and age, you're also looking at places that have made coaching changes. You're looking at where uh, those commitments are. Are they solid? Uh, is it guys that we really wanted that chose to go somewhere else? The coach is not gone. Now we need to have an opportunity to get back in there and, and redevelop that relationship. So there are a lot of different angles, a lot of different avenues. Uh, and so definitely this time of year, you're definitely flipping the board, uh, uh, recalibrating it, looking at it from a number of different directions, from overall depth, uh, opportunity for guys that may be leaving that are playing well. Uh, did you get what you uh, wanted from a, a allocation standpoint of your scholarships in the spring and summer recruiting? And then also did guys start answering questions now for you to say, hey, you know what, we're ready to move forward and try to get them to jump in the boat. Yeah, it, it, a lot of different parts there, and, and and these Big 12 programs are dealing with that as well as every other program nationally as we head into that early signing period. Let's continue uh, our look at, at kind of that classroom theme, right? And the next category is the surprise of the conference. Now, I'm going to try to become a permanent – on this back half, I'm going to try to become a permanent teacher. I don't want to be so, the substitute. So, so <laughs> this is – you know, this category surprise of the conference. So that could either be, right, the, the, the really smart kid that goofs off and, and you, you're like, oh, you, you should be a lot – 
you know, you should be a lot better than you are uh, grades wise. Or this could be, you know, maybe the kid that's poking his nose uh, every every few minutes and then, you know, somehow is pulling off A's. Who is your surprise of the Big 12 Conference so far? Okay, so my surprise, and I like where they're sitting in a really helped themselves tremendously this past weekend against Oklahoma is TCU. I think, you know, that big win and not only the win, but how they won, you know, and so now you're located in the Metro Plus area. Uh, you're looking at how that offense is from a skill set of receivers. So now guys are going to be like, hold on, you guys just did that to Oklahoma. And I think too, with Sonny Dykes, now it just puts him in the forefront to be able to finish strong. And so you might have some guys, that are maybe committed to other places or guys that they're really looking at that might want to jump in the boat because now they're saying, okay, we didn't know what it was going to be like because Gary Patterson had been there so long. Now we have seen on the national level this new identity and we like it. And I think that's going to allow Texas, uh, TCU, the Horn Frost to ratchet it up a, a lot in this recruiting and have a big finish. Yeah, TCU doing some good things on the field, and hopefully it pays off for them on the recruiting trail. And, and before we go, Chris, who is in danger of failing? It, it, when you look at this, who who's already got a, a couple sticks there on the on the grade sheet in red marker, and they're about to to mark off an F. I think you're gonna have some worry in in Morgantown. You know, you know, the, with the chatter of how that staff is going to be able to remain intact. And then just where they are record-wise, they're kind of in that point where it's, you know, they're teeter-tartering, depending on how they finish the back half of the season, you know. They're sitting there right now with 17 commitments, but, you know, I'm sure there are guys that are that are looking around because they don't know how this is going to finish out. And so I think that's the team that's kind of in limbo. Obviously, a lot of it's going to be dependent on how the back half of the season finishes. Yeah, so now we've tackled the Big 12. We did the Big 10 last week. We're going to continue our look at some of the Power Conferences mid-season project reports here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. For Chris Singletary and our producer, Lance Flynn, I am Blair Hulo. Thank you so much for tuning in.